leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Welcome to another episode of Duncan Dynasty. Alongside Anthony Brown, I am Garrett Bouguet. Uh, hopefully you all had a, a wonderful Thanksgiving uh, also, just wanted to quickly, before we get started with this episode, mention that uh, Duncan Dynasty is now on iTunes, something we are very excited about. Uh, if, uh, if you're enjoying the show, please uh, subscribe. All you have to do uh, is, um, in the iTunes store, go to um, the podcast section and search Duncan Dynasty. And if you subscribe, every episode that we do will automatically go into your feed. Uh, so a good way for you to uh, keep up with what we're uh we're putting out there, but uh, without further ado, uh, this episode uh, we're going to be doing the uh, heavily anticipated topic of Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, and of course, uh, you know there probably are a few people better than us to talk about this, but we're pretty <laughs> good uh, in terms of this subject. Of course, Anthony, uh, you're an expert on Michael Jordan. You've watched <laughs> hundreds, and I'm not joking when I say that hundreds of Jordan games, maybe yeah. bordering on a thousand. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, full games probably hundreds. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, as far as uh, as far as I'm concerned, I've watched you know a ton of both of them, um, and you know I've watched a lot of LeBron games over the years, not only with Cleveland but with Miami as right. well. Uh, so uh, you know we've also heard in the um, you know in social media a lot of people are talking about this and saying that uh you know lebron james has surpassed michael and uh we wanted to kind of break down our thoughts on the matter and uh again we mentioned in a previous episode we both believe michael jordan is the greatest player of all time right and uh we're going to try to uh break down why we believe that with statistics with analysis with the eye test with awards Mm -hmm. and and all of those sorts of things when someone comes up to you anthony and says (laughs) that uh, lebron james has already passed michael jordan what what are some of the first things that come to your mind i'm not talking about anger obviously you want to uh, probably punch that person in the face but uh, uh from a logical perspective what are some of the things that come to mind that you would argue about that well i I guess first off i i want to give them the benefit of the doubt and i want to ask them like okay what are your reasons for saying that lebron is better because i think people have made good arguments and there could be an argument there depending on what you value Mm -hmm. you know with uh in, in terms of all around game and everything but uh it's just I think a lot of people haven't watched any Michael Jordan and have just heard stories about him and just assume because he's in the past and he's older that there weren't any good athletes playing back then, that he wasn't a good athlete. Right. Because a lot of the reasons people will give for why LeBron is better aren't good reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But It's the thing called recency bias where – you know, LeBron is the player you've been watching most recently. You haven't, you know, I would hope to think that people that are saying he's better than Michael Jordan, I would like to give people the right. uh, the benefit of the doubt that they have watched some Michael Jordan. But it might just be so far in their memory that uh, they don't, um, you know, Mike, Michael Jordan flying through the air and finishing, you know, his mid-range jumper, his post game. All yeah. of those things aren't as fresh as, oh, last night I watched <laughs> LeBron score 40 points. Right. You know, so that recency bias is there, which is why I think it's super important, especially if you are an NBA junkie and you like talking about these 
um, you know, comparisons is that you not only watch the current game, but you also go back and continue to refresh your memory on those older players. Right, for sure. Um, so I'm going to go through a little bit of their stats here and, uh, you know, kind of break it down a little bit. Um, first, we're going to do regular season stats, and then later on we're going to do compare their postseason numbers. Um, but uh, I want to just uh, um, mention before I get into these numbers that what I'm comparing is I'm not putting in Jordan's Washington Wizards numbers mm-hmm. uh, when he was like 39 and 40. For one, because it's a little unfair to bring Jordan's numbers down when he was 39 and 40 when, you know, we can't do that with LeBron. Right. You know, so it, we're going to focus on just Michael Jordan's 13 seasons with the Chicago Bulls and then versus LeBron's 13-plus seasons. Obviously, this is 14th year this year right. uh, with the Cavs and the Heat and compare those uh, numbers. So looking at field goal percentage, and again, a lot of these numbers are extremely close, which they is are. why this is a fun argument to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking at field goal percentage, Jordan at 50.5% shooting, LeBron at 50.2. So pretty even uh, as far as that's concerned. Three-point shooting, LeBron's got a slight edge at 34.3 uh, from three, uh, whereas Jordan is 33.2 from downtown. Uh, but one thing with the three-point shot that I think we've talked about, you know, when we did that episode on how the game has changed is, you know, the three-point shot is so much more prevalent now. Coaches are better at getting guys open looks. General managers are more focused on uh, getting these guys to take as many threes as possible that a guy that played in the 80s and 90s generally uh, is not going to be as good of a three-point shooter as the players of today. For sure. And they didn't grow up shooting it and everything. I mean, yeah, right. I totally agree. Uh, so, you know, having a 1% advantage there, basically, which is what LeBron has, I think kind of evens out just based on the eras they're playing in. Um, looking at free throw percentage, Jordan's got a big edge there. He shot 83.5% from the line, whereas LeBron, you know, notoriously has struggled uh, from the charity stripe, shooting 74% for his career. Uh Another stat that I think a lot of people that are pro LeBron James in this argument, they talk about rebounding, right? Yep. And say he's a better rebounder. Mm-hmm. To me, that's not true because when you look at rebounds, you've got to look at it from a positional perspective. Right. Uh, Jordan was a 6'6 shooting guard, whereas LeBron James is a 6'8 small forward slash power forward. So naturally, you know, given the difference in size and position, you know, LeBron is probably going to average a little bit more uh, from the rebounding line. But the difference is only one. LeBron, for his career, has averaged 7.3 rebounds. Jordan, 6.3. You know, so uh, I don't really think there's much of a... I mean, sure, he's a slightly better rebounder, but in the scheme of things, it's not really that big of a deal. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And he's also, you know, he's two inches taller and, like, I don't know how many... 50 pounds heavier at least at least um you know and that's an advantage to be bigger right i don't want to discount Shaq for being bigger than other people but like jordan at his size on the perimeter is getting almost as many rebounds as this bigger guy yeah it's yeah um and yeah like is Shaq a better rebounder than magic johnson sure but like if i'm if i'm trying to come to grips on like who's better magic right. johnson or Shaq, you gotta look i'm the, not really going to focus on rebounding because one's a point guard and one's a center right so obviously the center is probably going to grab more rebounds right uh, but for his position magic johnson was an awesome rebounder exactly <laughs> <laughs> um so the next thing and this is the one that i fully agree lebron yes. has a big edge in is his passing oh yeah lebron for his career averaging 7.1 assists per game jordan at 5.4 okay Mm -hmm. so jordan you know he was a good talented passer he could pass when he wanted to but he was more of a of the scoring mentality whereas lebron has definitely always been kind of the pass first and and that shows in the way when you watch them they play differently uh you know lebron is more about getting his teammates involved whereas jordan is more about just having his teammates follow in his footsteps <laughs> and just his intensity. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, certainly LeBron, uh, one of the greatest passers that's ever played the game. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, he makes passes that 
I've never seen anyone make before. Just the power that he puts behind them, his cross court passing ability. Usually that's a bad pass for most people. <laughs> and he'll just rocket it through two or three defenders and hit a wide open Kyle Corver for three. And it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. Jordan, like you said, his, everything um, that he did on the offensive end came off of how great of a scorer he was. Right. So he would get double and triple teams constantly and then he would be able to maneuver around and create open looks for his teammates off of the double team. Yes. Um, and he could pass, but much better of a score. LeBron, yeah. Well, and, and speaking again to Jordan's passing, I would say it's similar in the, in the manner of like a Steph Curry. Where yeah. Steph Curry has never averaged like a, a huge number of assists hmm. per per game for a season, but he's he's always been in that five, six, seven range. And the reason it's not higher is because his passes lead to a lot of hockey assists. Right. Where you know Steph Curry gets the double team at the three point line, passes it to Draymond Green, then he on a four on three finds the open shooter or the guy under the basket for the assist. Right. Uh, that's very similar to what happened with Michael Jordan, where mm -hmm. he's not averaging as many assists because, yes, he's looking to score, and teams to prevent him from scoring would double-team. He would make a pass, which would lead to another pass, which would lead to the shot. Exactly. Uh, so they're, they're very different players in terms of how they do their passing. LeBron is very much, he almost attacks the basket with the purpose of making the pass. Right. You know, right. whereas Jordan attacked it with the purpose of scoring. If the defense forced him to pass, he would. Right. Uh, but, in you know, neither way is wrong. Both are extremely effective, <laughs> as we've seen. Right. You right. know, they've both won championships. They've both been MVPs. Mm -hmm. uh, but it just shows you kind of the difference in, in their styles and uh, what they're going for. Mm -hmm. um, looking at... Uh, you know, some of these other, like, more defensive stats. Michael Jordan, uh, for his career average, 2.5 steals per game. Oh, yeah. Uh, led the league in steals on numerous occasions. Was great. Uh, had great hands. LeBron, decent. Not quite as good, but he's mm -hmm. averaged 1.6 steals for his career. Um, another thing, looking over the stats, this is more of a minor number, but I thought it was interesting, <laughs> sure. is the block shots. Yeah. And that, you know, people always talk about, and of course, LeBron had that famous block in the finals where he oh, blocked yeah. Andre Iguodala. He has a lot of these highlight reel blocks, um, but Jordan could do a lot of that stuff too, like those chase down blocks. He was pretty adept at that as well. Oh, for sure. He was, uh, it, it was incredible when I was going on that campaign of watching ridiculous amount of Jordan games that, um, there were a lot of situations where it would be like a three-on-one or a two-on-one break where Jordan is the lone defender and the the defense is attacking him. And more often than not, it was it was crazy to watch. He would tip the ball away and get a steal or he'd block the shot. Mm -hmm. And it, it was incredible to watch a guy completely outmatched with three <laughs> people and stop them by himself. Yeah. Um, and not to say le that LeBron can't do that too, but um, for a guy, again, two inches shorter and mm -hmm. much smaller – uh, there's so many times where Jordan's coming around and blocking the likes of Hakeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing. Uh, he was notorious for that. If, if a center turned his back and went up for a shot, you know, watch out for Jordan because he was everywhere. Right. And again, uh, talking about positions like a guy like LeBron playing small forward and power forward, playing those forward positions, you know, he's in more often in, in positions to make blocks, whereas Jordan at shooting guard generally is guarding more guys, hence the name of the position, right. that are shooting. <laughs> uh, so um, the fact that Jordan averages more blocks is a testament to how great of a defensive player he was. Right. Um, now looking at uh, kind of one of those negative stats, but turnovers per game, of course, both of these guys uh, handled the ball a lot, so their turnovers are going to be relatively high. Uh, but LeBron averaging more turnovers per game for his career at 3.4. Hmm. Jordan at, uh, I shouldn't say just, but at right. just 2.8. <laughs> right, right, which is interesting. I haven't looked at those stats there before. Um, Points-wise, uh, Jordan, of course, uh, this is where I feel like uh, we both agree he's got a pretty big edge in the scoring department, right. although, again, both these guys are great at you know, most things with basketball, which is why, right. you know, anyone would say they're both consensus top five players in the history of the game. Uh, but uh, Jordan definitely has an edge in this scoring category for his career with the Bulls, mm -hmm. averaged 31.5 points per game, whereas LeBron uh, with, uh, you know, in his 
13 plus seasons with the Cavs and the Heat averaging 27.2 points. Right. Um, so, you know, um, a little over a four point uh, difference. And, uh, you know, when it uh, when it came to the postseason, which we'll talk to later, it even got better for both guys. Right. Uh, but uh, Jordan's scoring uh, is the reason he's one of the greatest, or if not the greatest, one of the greatest players of all time. Oh, for sure. I would say greatest scorer in, in the history of the game. Um, I mean, you can make arguments, I, I would say, for Kareem or Wilt or, you know, maybe some other people. But, I mean incredible with Jordan. Not to say LeBron's not, right? 27.2 is nothing to, to sneeze at. Right. Um, but, you know, if we're going to talk scoring against anyone, I think Jordan's going to gonna win that argument. And I think the key edge Jordan has over LeBron uh, is that, um, you know, and I think LeBron has gotten better with his post fadeaway jumper as right. he's gotten older and he's he's been pretty proficient with that this season but i think jordan had more go-to moves sure. throughout his career not only you know with the late 90s with the bulls he had that fadeaway up from the block mm-hmm. that he was so good with uh but you know early on in his career where he he would cross over and get into the mid-range yeah and that was a pretty consistent shot that he would knock down uh whereas lebron you know i think and that's been a, a part of the reason why uh, at times especially early in his career he struggled in the clutch is because uh you know he would always just play based on how the defense was playing him so in right. you know end of the game situations he didn't have a move that he was confident he could go to right whereas jordan did yeah and i i in my mind i i was thinking where jordan was more taking a more active role <laughs> in those end of game situations mm-hmm. that's that would imply a passive role for LeBron, so I'm not sure that's the best word choice. But, yeah, Jordan coming into – if he needed to score, he had maybe the biggest arsenal um, of moves to choose from to mm-hmm. be able to score, whether attacking the basket and all the different crazy types of layups that he could do and contorting his body or different types of shots, fadeaways, pull-ups, pump fakes, all that, spin moves. Um you know, again, LeBron's a great scorer there too, but I think you're right. You can see it when when the team needs a shot from him. Sometimes LeBron will uh, come up short there. Right, and not only come up short occasionally with his own shot, uh, but the way LeBron plays at the end of games, you know, he's looking to make the right play in terms of make a pass to a teammate. And sometimes, as evidenced by. Uh, in I believe it was the 2006 or seven playoffs against the Pistons, where they had a playoff game that was coming down to the end, and he threw a corner pass to Daniel Marshall, Marshall, yeah, who yeah. missed the shot, and they lost the game. And there was a big and, debate about that, right? Which you know, halfway through the first quarter, if you'd make that play, that's a perfect play. You know, that's a that's a great pass. Uh, you know, he found the open shooter, drew in the defense. Uh, but at the end of the game, there are certain guys, especially your role players, they don't want that shot, you right. know. Um, and I don't think Daniel Marshall was ever the type of player that I would, you know, if that's Robert Ory in the corner, sure. Definitely. Uh, but Daniel Marshall, I don't think really had that pedigree. Uh, right. So in that situation, I would rather have a guy like Michael Jordan who. Um, you know, is looking for his own shot, can knows how to get to the spots that he knows he can make the shot on a pretty consistent basis right. and knock it down. So even though LeBron, again, making the right play there, would you rather have an open corner three for Danielle Marshall or a semi-contested mid-range shot from Michael Jordan? I think the answer is pretty obvious. Yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, looking at uh, some more of these... Um, uh, you know, advanced stats, if advanced stats are your thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, PER, which is, you know, um, a John Hollinger stat that basically grades you on how good of a basketball player you are. Um, Michael Jordan has a, a slight edge. Mm-hmm. His PR in the regular season, 29.1 versus yeah. LeBron at 27.7. Um, and you look at true shooting percentage, which is a way to, you know, add increased values for free throws and three point shots. Hmm. Um, Michael Jordan's true shooting percentage was at 58% for his career in the regular season. LeBron actually got a, has a slight edge there at 58.5. I think the little bit of the difference though, again, we go back to the three point shooting. I think LeBron's slight edge in three point shooting kind of makes up that difference. Right. Uh, and then finally, uh, usage rate. 
both guys used the ball quite a bit. Um, right. Michael Jordan for his career, 33.5% usage mm-hmm. versus LeBron at 315 Uh And that's basically a, a number measuring how many possessions per 100 that you are basically using. Right, uh, right. So both guys obviously taking a lot of shots, making a lot of plays for teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a great burden on both these guys. And, and both of them, especially early in their careers, didn't have the greatest supporting cast and were were asked to do these great things and, and, and basically do everything for their team. Oh, yeah. Both were utility players in a sense of if, if the team needed rebounding, they're going to do the rebounding. If mm-hmm. they need assists, they're going to do the assists. Need them to go out and score 30, 40 points, 50 points, or whatever, they're going to do it. So. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get back to the stats and the postseason stats a little bit later, but first I want to talk a little bit about their career accomplishments. Sure. Um, both guys uh, have been, uh, you know, throughout their careers, are have been consistent all NBA performers. Uh, Jordan made 10 first team all NBAs and one second team, whereas LeBron may, has made 11 first team all NBAs and two second teams uh and you know people will will might might say after i read those numbers that that gives the edge to lebron uh, but we were talking a little bit before the mm-hmm. recording that the the reason jordan didn't uh, uh w- is missing two uh, of his seasons ver- uh, worth of all nba teams is because in his second season he i believe it was he broke his leg is that right uh he broke his ankle yeah. broke his ankle and missed most of the season came back for the, pl- the end of the season in the playoffs mm-hmm. but um didn't you know uh play enough games to get yeah. recognition for those sorts of things. Yep. Actually and then, fought with the Bulls organization for the entire year to try and play more, which we can get into later with <laughs> yeah. competitiveness. Right. Um, and then also uh, coming off of his reti- his first retirement uh, to go play baseball, he came back mid a little after midway through yeah, I think he uh, like the 19 games. Yeah. Like that. Uh, the 94, 95 season. So again, even though he put up great numbers and scored 55 and like, what was it? His fourth or fifth game. Right. Back, yeah. Uh, and a game winner in one of those games. Yeah. Too. Um, but yeah, uh, he just didn't play enough to get that recognition. So really like both of these guys for their entire career have been consistent. Uh, have had a consistent presence on the all NBA teams. Uh, I think one key difference here that is another reason why, you know, we also we mentioned scoring as one of the big advantages for Jordan. I think another big edge for Jordan, um, especially in the regular season, has been his defense. Oh, yeah. Uh, nine-time all-first-team defensive player and uh, one defensive player of the year as well, yeah. uh, whereas LeBron... Uh, you know, not too shabby. He still made five first-team all-defenses and one second-team. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Jordan, basically throughout his entire prime, was a steadying mark on that first-team shooting guard spot on the all-defense. For sure. Uh, and, you know, that's one of the things people talk about. Well, LeBron hasn't lost a step or anything, you know, as he's gotten older. And it seems crazy that he's still playing at this high of a level, especially in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. one uh, one area that I have noticed a significant drop-off is his defensive effort in the regular season. Right. You know, he hasn't um, made any of the all-defensive teams. He hasn't been a good defensive player since he came back to Cleveland the second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whereas Jordan... You know, again, talking about uh, we think Jordan has a much higher competitive drive uh, just because he was insanely competitive. (laughs) It's not that LeBron isn't. Right. Jordan was just on another level. he would not allow himself to take possessions off defensively, even if it's a regular season game that doesn't matter. Right. Even the seasons where they won 72 and 69 games and they didn't have any threat to you know, get lower in the standings, he was still competing at 100% on both ends of the floor every single possession. For sure. Yeah, that is a, a huge difference. Uh, one of the best defensive players that I've ever seen, Yes, to be honest. And maybe the best because uh, we were talking about this before, maybe the best perimeter defender in, in terms of a guard. Mm-hmm. Um, you could bring up maybe Gary Payton. Is there anyone else that you'd bring up in that conversation? For guards, yeah, that's, um, you know, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is as up well. there. But he was another guy like LeBron that as he got older dropped off, but in his right. prime certainly was For fantastic. Sure. That could just lock down people. Um, yes. And it's insane when you – if you ever see a clip of when Jordan is pissed off at a guy and decide, and Kobe was the same way when they wanted to lock a guy down, 
it was it looked like he was playing against a high schooler. Yeah. You know, that they couldn't even dribble the ball up the court. <laughs> um, it, it was insane. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, you talk about an individual's impact on a defense, you know, Michael Jordan committing that much effort in a regular season game and, and what that does, but you don't think too much about how that impacts your teammates and your habits, your team-wide defensive habits. Right. You know, with Jordan always showing that he's committed and giving 100%, that tells everybody else on the roster that they have to do the same. And that is so huge. And when you're consistently doing that on a daily basis... Practice, too. Exactly. Throughout practice, throughout all the travel and regular season and and everything... you know, those good habits translate to better defense in the postseason as well. Right. Uh, which, again, another thing that Jordan's Bulls teams had a big edge over LeBron's, uh, especially Cavs teams, yeah. is that they consistently brought it defensively where these Cavs teams have been, you know, pretty average. They've stepped it up in the postseason in large part because LeBron has. Right. Uh, But because they haven't built those habits throughout the entire year, there's only a certain height that they can get to as a team defensive unit. Yeah, that's a really good point, Um, which I'm not sure I know the answer to yet, but that discussion of, of leadership. Between yes. the two of them, um, you know, when you bring up some of the other greats, Magic and Bird, one of the main things they'll talk about is how great of teammates they were and how good, uh, how great leaders they were for everyone else, and they set the tone. Um, I think LeBron's a great leader as well. I mean, he he's led his team to the finals how many years here? Seven years in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which is incredible. Um, but I, I think you're right. If, if the best player on the team, the best offensive player, the star is willing to dive on that loose ball and, and take charges and, you know, to do the little things right every mm-hmm. single time. That just raises that standard um, that everyone else, the last guy on the bench, also has to do that. There's no excuses. Yep. Where if you see LeBron taking a few possessions off and you're on the end of the bench, and it's like, well, I mean, he didn't do it, so why, why do I need to work extra? Mm-hmm. Not saying that the Cavs don't work hard, but, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, it, leadership. Yeah, it it uh, leadership can be shown in various ways, whether that's by example through you know doing it in the locker room, you know those sorts of things. And also, I think a, a neat example of leadership. This is kind of straying away from the LeBron uh, Jordan okay. discussion, but uh, you know how with the Spurs and Coach Greg Popovich and Tim Duncan's relationship, how he could yell. And complain and say, Tim, you're doing something wrong. You're not doing this or not doing that. And he would take that in and accept it. Mm-hmm. Uh, being the best player, if he does that, right. everyone else then the coach can talk to in the same manner. And yeah. that's so important as well. That's a really good point. Yeah, setting the example for everyone else. Obviously, there are other styles too. Jordan was notorious for chewing out his teammates and Mm -hmm. i've heard stories of uh, with bill cartwright that early on in his career um when bill got traded to chicago jordan was riding him so hard every practice that bill eventually got in his face and was like if you talk to me like that again i'm gonna like break your arm or something Mm -hmm. like that um so jordan was definitely and we'll get again to that psychotic (laughs) competitiveness but I don't know, like in terms of leadership, he sets the tone, but then, you know, there might be his teammates that would say that maybe Pippen was a better leader because he was nicer to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As And I would say LeBron was probably nicer to his teammates than uh, than Jordan. So, Or even a guy like, I think Cartwright was a pretty good leader in the fact that right. he was willing to stand up, <laughs> stand his ground and say, no, you can't treat me like this. Right. Um, and not a lot of people were just afraid and would, you know, basically cower anytime Jordan would approach them. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah, certainly defense is a big factor in why we believe um, Jordan has a bit of an edge. Uh, look, Continuing to look at some of the awards that these guys have won, Jordan won five MVPs, LeBron has won four mm-hmm. so again uh, you know two of the h- highest uh, you know MVP award winners in the history of the league uh, I think only one or two guys have won in that range as well uh, and then finally uh, and I think this is another big one for us is uh, Jordan won six titles six-time finals MVP right. and LeBron is at half of that uh, with three NBA titles and three finals MVPs right now of course we don't believe that 
just winning titles is the most important thing because then we would say Bill Russell, Bill Russell. or Robert Ory <laughs> would be, or one of those other Celtics like Sam Jones right. would be the greatest players of all time. Uh, but certainly it's an important thing. And uh, the fact that uh, Jordan not only put up the great numbers like we've already highlighted, uh, but also the, the awards, the leadership, um, the commitment on both ends of the floor, and the fact that he's, uh, you know, all of that led to six NBA championships, a huge factor. Oh, for sure. Um, six for six. It is, it's hard to, to argue with that. And even though, you know, yes, uh, Bill Russell won 11 titles in 13 years, which is crazy when you think about it. <laughs> yes. Like that's uh, the Celtics run. Um, it, it's, it's, it was amazing. But um, with those titles, I think it's important to mention that there was a lot of talk in the, the late 80s when um, uh, Michael Jordan is doing all these amazing things. One of the biggest critiques of him was that he couldn't win a title. And it was actually said by a lot of people that it was impossible to win a title without a dominant center. Because mm-hmm. every team, save for maybe the, the Golden State Warriors in the 70s, um, oh, with Rick Barry. With Rick yep. Barry. I would say, I'm trying to think right now, uh, of any other team that was led by a perimeter player who was dominant and not a dominant inside force like a Bill Russell, you know, or even having inside presences like um, Robert uh, Robert Parrish or Kevin McHale mm-hmm. or Kareem inside. Yep. So, and even guys like Jerry West, he won one with Wilt, right? And Oscar but, Robertson won one with uh, you know Lou Alcindor, right? Uh, but yeah, there wasn't a ton of examples of just guys that were just guards. Of course, when Jerry West and Elgin Baylor, a guard, one of the best guards, if not the best guard and best forward in the league, played together, right. They still lost the team with the dominant big man every year. Exactly, and so I know I think that was a big factor in um, people kind of crowning Jordan once he started winning titles was that not only is he winning titles, but he's doing it as a six, six shooting guard yes. with the likes of, uh, Bill Cartwright and Robert Ory, mm-hmm. or, uh, sorry, not Robert Ory, Bill Cartwright and Luke Longley inside, yes, right. um, instead of a dominant center. But I think we should say, you know, again, LeBron has been to seven titles, uh, in a row now, is that seven correct? NBA finals in a row. And he's made, um, eight total. He is three and five. In yeah. those finals, um, which is incredible. Yeah, it's uh, it's su- it's super impressive, and and obviously, you know, that has led to a lot of the his most recent dominance has led to, you know, we were talking about, you know, before we started recording that, you know, this sort of conversation, this debate, has only really started getting heated in the last couple of years, right? And I think that is in large part due to this dominance that LeBron has shown, and the fact that he's consistently, you know, whatever team he's been on, uh, that has been the favorite to make the finals every single season. And of course, it's it's super impressive, and and why he is going to go down as one of the greats, but for sure. Uh, but uh, the the lack of success uh, in terms of winning once he's gotten there is one of the reasons why uh, Jordan still has the edge as far as we're concerned. Right. Um, so uh, I want to take a little tangent and just ask you, um, you know, obviously we're only uh, having this conversation with the knowledge that we currently know, um, but... What are some things that you think LeBron could accomplish in the rest of his career? Obviously, we imagine he'll be playing for quite a few years right. um, from now. He's still in great form. Uh, what do you think he could accomplish to, in your mind, get in that same category as mm. Michael Jordan? I mean, I more titles would, would probably help. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think with LeBron the the way for him to overtake Jordan would be just kind of drowning him in all of the the records and yes, stats and the stats. counting stats sort of thing exactly yeah. because when it goes down I I'm sure LeBron uh will will be ahead of him in scoring assists just probably he's played longer exactly yeah. and he came into the league as as a high schooler yeah right so he's you know, he's got more young years. Jordan played through his junior year, so there's three years edge. Exactly. Plus the couple, the year and a half, Jordan took off in his first retirement, and then he also retired early for his second retirement. Right. So uh, those were a couple years, even at the end, where, you know, he's a little bit older, but I think in 98 he's still scoring in the high 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, that's that's just going to go there. So I would say what he's currently doing will probably help with that discussion. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if... When he easily has, like, all of those durability things. You know, when we when we talk about the Charles Barkley right. versus Carl Malone debate, you know, Charles Barkley was the better player in his prime, but Malone just played for so much longer at a high level right. that you almost have to put Malone above Barkley just because of that. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it certainly will be interesting five, six years from now if LeBron maintains... Um, you know, even 75% of his current level and just keeps adding those 20 points per game right. seasons and those six or seven assists, six or seven rebounds, and his counting stats are just easily the greatest if that changes uh, people's right. minds at all. Because that's, in all honesty, I think that's the only thing that would change my mind at this point just because of how dominant and how incredible Jordan was mm -hmm. at all of those other aspects of his game for so long. Yeah. I mean, not only was he great at scoring, but he was great at scoring in the biggest moments when his team needed him the most. He was one of the most clutch players of all time. Um, one of the best defensive players, one of the best offensive players. It's just, it's a lot to overcome for anyone. Even some of these new guys that are getting comparisons like uh, Giannis and, and all these people, mm -hmm. um, it's it's a lot. Yeah. So now we're going to go into more of their uh, postseason stats and kind of compare and contrast. Uh, looking at the um, field goal percentage, Jordan, both guys, you know, drop a little bit in their efficiency in the postseason, and that's pretty normal. Teams' defenses, well, the teams that you're facing are better, for one, right. and they're more locked in. They've got a better game plan. So, uh, you know, most guys, their efficiency drops a little bit. Jordan shot 48.7% from the field in his Bulls years uh, uh, in the playoffs, whereas LeBron pretty close uh, at 485 mm -hmm. um, Three-point shooting, here's an interesting one because we talked about how LeBron James had an edge in the regular season by a percentage point. Um in the playoffs, Jordan actually has a bit of an edge. He shot 33.2% from three, yeah. uh, whereas LeBron shot just 33%. Um, one thing I will say to maybe knock uh, Jordan down a peg or two is that there was a year or two in the mid to late 90s yep. where they moved up the three-point line, Yep, uh, and he took a big By advantage a, of that. For sure. I, I think it was a few feet, mm -hmm. but still um, significant, right? Yeah. Uh, people's uh, three-point percentage gets better, or their sh shooting percentage gets better with every foot you get closer to the basket so yep. definitely significant yeah so i would still even though jordan has technically a 0.2 lead in three point uh, percentage in the postseason i would still probably give the slight edge to lebron that's fair. uh in that category uh looking at free throw shooting uh, Michael Jordan shot 82.8% from the free throw line in the playoffs. Uh, LeBron, um, you know, pretty consistent with his regular season averages at 74.2%. Uh, and then rebounding-wise, this is where it gets mm. a little bit interesting uh, because we talked about there wasn't a big discrepancy in regular season, just one rebound a game edge for LeBron. Mm -hmm. But in the playoffs, it gets a little more drastic. LeBron picks up his game from the glass. Uh, in the postseason, he's got a career average of 8.9 rebounds mm -hmm. versus Jordan at 6.4, yeah. where, um, you know, I think the um, one rebound difference is enough to say, okay, they're just different positions. But two and a half, you know, I think LeBron's got to have a little bit of the edge there. For sure. Um, assists per game, uh, LeBron averaging 6.9 in the postseason, Jordan at 5.7. Again, we already talked about that's one we, I think the you know, it's unanimous that everyone believes George, or LeBron is the, the better passer of the two. Mm -hmm. um, Steals-wise, Jordan uh, still has a little bit of an edge on LeBron. 2.1 steals in his playoff career versus LeBron with 1.8. Um, blocks are pretty much very similar. Right. Again, Jordan at .9 per game, LeBron at 1. Um, and then turnovers... Uh, Jordan, 3.1 turnovers per game. LeBron, 3.6. Both guys a little bit more than their regular season averages. But again, 
defenses are locked in and more tuned into what's happening. Right. Um, points per game. Again, uh, this is this is pretty interesting. Both guys, even though uh, they average a lot in the regular season, they step it up even more, and uh, you know their usage rate increases even more. Uh, Jordan averages 33.4 points per game uh, in the playoffs uh, with a 35.6% usage rate. LeBron averaging 28.4 points with a 31.9% usage rate. Uh, so, you know, people t- want to talk about how the regular season is vastly different than the playoffs. In reality, it just, uh, the only difference is, um, you know, you've got, uh, you know, more players are more committed on an every possession basis. Right. You've got coaches that are focusing in on the game plan and have more time to prepare. Uh, but then also the star players, the best players in the league, have to step up that much more to help their teams win. For sure. Oh, yeah. uh, um, looking at some more of the uh, um, advanced stats, uh, PER, Michael Jordan at 28.6, PER, LeBron at 27.9. Again, these guys are very similar. A lot of these stats are, are very close. Uh, I think the minutes thing is also pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I, I think I might have forgotten to mention that. In the regular season, Jordan averaged 38.6, LeBron 38.9. So both guys playing, you know, having heavy workloads. Uh, and then in the playoffs, Jordan 41.8 minutes per game, oh, yeah. and it's Trump by LeBron's <laughs> 42.1 minutes per game in the postseason. Right. Oh, uh, my gosh. I don't think I need to remind anyone. There's only 48 <laughs> minutes in a game. <laughs> right. They're barely coming off the floor at all. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's another reason why you can say maybe their efficiency is slightly worse is because they're playing a few more minutes, which means they're probably a little t- more tired, mm-hmm. more fatigued than they would be otherwise. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then finally, the uh, the true shooting percentage. Uh, LeBron has just a very slight edge. Uh, Michael Jordan shooting 56.8% true shooting percentage in the postseason, whereas LeBron's at 574 Um But... Overall, like the numbers are are pretty similar. Like, yeah. uh, you know, depending on which guy you prefer in this argument, you can make a case <laughs> off of these numbers and why you think they're better. Totally. Um, and, and one of the things that always stood out to me with Jordan before LeBron came along was how Jordan stepped it up in the postseason. There are some people, so namely, uh, like Will Chamberlain. Right. Incredible uh, regular season numbers and postseason. But there was a significant drop when it came to postseason, you know, um, statistics. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and how he's performing. Jordan was the opposite. The the greater the stakes, the, the tougher the situation, the better he got. It's yeah. really interesting that that's also true for LeBron and which is why we're having this discussion in the first place. These are yeah. two of the greatest, in my mind, the two greatest players to ever play. Mm-hmm. So. But I also think it's interesting as far as LeBron's concerned that, uh, you know, when you compare his regular season and playoff numbers, his scoring goes up and his passing goes down a little bit. Mm. And I think, um, you know, when you talk about playoff basketball, another thing that happens is there's less of those easy transition passes. There's less of the defensive breakdowns, which lead to easy passes for assists. Right. And it becomes more about, you know, teams switch more. You talk mm-hmm. about that fi- most recent finals we watched with the Warriors and Cavs. A lot of switching, which makes you play a lot of isolation basketball which forces your scoring to be even more of a factor, right. which is why the edge that Jordan has in that department is even more important in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. That's a really good point. So another thing a lot of people like to talk about in terms of you know saying LeBron uh, is better is they claim that Jordan had a better supporting cast uh, hmm. than he did. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts on that? I... I don't know that I, I – I don't agree, first off, I should just <laughs> say that. Um, I Again, there are a lot of parallels between these two, um, things that I saw with Jordan's career that I never thought I would see again um, somehow have happened uh, circumstantially with LeBron, you know, being a young, great talent on a horrible team and still overachieving and winning some games against teams that they shouldn't have won. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, when it comes to um, teammates, 
Um, they both had bad teammates at the beginning, and then they had some pretty good teams surrounding them and supporting cast, right? Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman on those those late teams, amazing Hall of Fame great talents, right? Yes. Um, but then there were a lot of other, you know, role players that, you know, Steve Kerr, a great shooter and everything overall not a dominant force yeah and, and he's a guy he's like <laughs> he's a career bench player right you know that yes he has one great skill <laughs> right uh ron harper at that point uh on those later teams he was a little bit older had, had, he had suffered yep some knee injuries he was a really good athlete on those Cavs teams we mentioned right but with chicago he was still you know an okay athlete but he was mostly his size and his right. basketball iq that kept him out there but he wasn't a great shooter exactly either. um judd bushler <laughs> uh bill wennington luke longley dickie simpkins these are all of, guys that got minutes for those all, both. Oh, yeah. Teams. They weren't bench warmers. Oh, yeah. they These were significant factors <laughs> on the team. I mean, Tony Kukoc, like, was a bigger factor. But, no, you know, Judd Bushler was a name that was heard most of the time <laughs> during those early 90s or those the later 90s teams. Um, B.J. Armstrong was never a star. Um, Craig Hodges wasn't a star, but these were just good role players. Mm -hmm. And same thing with the, the Cavs. I want to say even on those better teams, you've got Kyrie and love, you've got, um, you know, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, but then there's a bunch of, you know, supporting players that right. fit good roles, but they're not incredible by themselves. What mm -hmm. are your thoughts though on that comparison? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people make the argument uh, about that whole, uh, 94, 93, 94 Bulls team that without Jordan, oh, yeah. you know, won 50 plus games, won just a few less than they had the year before with him, mm -hmm. and then made the second round and nearly made the conference finals. Right. But my response to anyone who says that is let's put, let's take LeBron off of the 2011 Miami Heat and a team with Dwayne Wade. And Chris Bosh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, that's a team that wins fifty games. Right. The the season before uh, LeBron joined with just Dwayne Wade in Miami and like Udonis Haslam and a bunch of nobodies really. Mm -hmm. That team won forty seven games. Right. So you just add Chris Bosh, who again all star caliber player, mm -hmm. probably top fifteen in the league at that point. Right. That team wins 50 to 55 games yeah. and probably is the favorite to get out of one, maybe even two rounds of the playoffs. That's a really good point. <laughs> That's comparable to a Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, Chicago Bulls team. Right. I agree. Um, so, yes, both guys, uh, you know, when they started to win championships, had good supporting cast. I don't think either of us are arguing that. But to suggest that uh, Jordan's supporting cast was significantly better, right. I think is uh, a little bit foolish because, you know, you compare the likes of, um, you know, even 90, let's do the early bowls. We'll do both. We'll okay. do the both the early and the later, but we'll do early bowls first okay. versus those heat teams. Okay. okay. If you've got, um, you know, Scottie Pippen versus Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was the second best player in the NBA right. behind LeBron James that first year in Miami. Scottie Pippen was a borderline top five. Right, right. <laughs> um, but probably more a top ten level player right. uh, in that 91 season that they won their first title. Definitely. Uh, so, edge to Wade. Then, let's go to number th the third player, Chris Bosh versus Horace Grant. Yeah. I don't think there's even a discussion there. <laughs> right. Chris, Chris Bosch is a superior player to Horace Grant. Now, I don't want to, you know, crap too much yeah. on yeah. Horace Grant. He was a, he was a solid role player. Yeah. Uh, but Chris Bosch was an all-star. Right. <laughs> and he was their third best player. Mm -hmm. And you talk about all those role players on Chicago that were kind of average. Yeah. Those Heat teams, um, you know, had some pretty good play. Like Udonis Haslam early on was a pretty good role player. Yeah. Um, the likes of, uh, you know, in the second and third year, you had Shane Battier, who was a really good role player. Right. Uh, you added Ray Allen later mm -hmm. on for that team. One of the greatest shooters ever. Right. Uh, so, um, and I would say Ray Allen was a much better all-around player than a guy like Steve Kerr. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, um, I I completely disagree with the idea that, uh, that Jordan had significantly better 
players around him. And then you you talk about the the late '90s teams. Mm-hmm. Now I would say the '96 to '98 Rodman was better than the '91 to '93 Horace Grant. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, but it was still an older Dennis Rodman. Right. It wasn't the defensive player of the year Rodman from the Detroit Pistons in the '80s and early '90s. Right. Uh, he was the league's best rebounder, which is super valuable, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was still a a good, borderline great defensive player, but right. you know had lost a step or two, Definitely. and was atrocious offensively. <laughs> he couldn't do anything on the offensive end of the floor. He yeah, he would have open layups that he would just pass out. Actually, one of it's funny when you watch. Most of the rebounds he gets, he immediately sprints to the three-point line and hands the ball off to someone. <laughs> He's like, I don't care if I got the ball under the basket. I'm not shooting it. Here, take it, Scotty. Yeah. Like, not much help. His free throws, he just stands there, doesn't even look at the rim, and just throws it and walks away. <laughs> it was it was a joke most of the time. Yes. Um, and so, like, if you want to talk about the late 90s Rodman versus a guy like Kevin Love, for instance, you know, the most recent Cavs teams that LeBron have played on. Uh, you know, Rodman might be slightly better just because of how much of a drastic difference there is on the defensive end. Right. But Love's offensive versatility <laughs> is so much better. Right. And Love is, you know, not as good of a rebounder, but still an extremely solid rebounder. Right. He was, like, leading the league in rebounding when he was For a few years in Minnesota, yes. Um, And he's averaged double digits for most of his career. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, that's not, like, some crazy differential between those two guys, even. Right. And then you look at it, like, uh, you know, the later years of Scott, like, the 98 version of Scottie Pippen versus a Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I would say Scottie Pippen's got a slight edge, mm-hmm. um, but again, Kyrie Irving's offensive talent is, you know, yeah. extremely valuable. And those Cavs teams the last couple of years uh, were so difficult to stop in large part because you know you give the ball to either LeBron or Kyrie, and you're giving it to two of the top five offensive uh, talents in the league. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, so yeah, in terms of in terms of supporting casts, like. You could make the argument that Jordans were slightly better, mm-hmm. but I would tell you that the difference isn't enough to to really matter. Yeah. You know, I I personally would say LeBron's teams, especially those Heat teams, uh, had more talent than anyone Jordan ever had. Yeah. Um. But overall, if you want to talk, if you want to factor in LeBron's first and second stint with the Cavs, mm-hmm. maybe Jordan's supporting cast is slightly better than those teams. Obviously. Right. Uh. But uh, it's not by much. Yeah, I would agree with that. So we ended up uh, talking uh, for such an extended period of time on this topic that we decided to split it up into two parts. Uh, so you've just listened to part one of the MJ-LeBron debate. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Stay tuned next week for part two. For Anthony Brown, I am Garrett Bouguet. This is Duncan Dynasty. Leftovers. Or The DMV. Number 97. Or House Cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com Internet for details.